Hey everybody, it's Night Court. I'm Rob Fisher. Brevin Knight's long hand. The long hand, long side. Um, gonna talk some basketball. Hey Brev. <laughs> What's up, Roberto? <laughs> I don't know if you're using your golfer voice. I was gonna say, no. there's nobody, nobody on the team we can talk normal, but I think no. this is your somber This is somber. Voice. Somber in that uh, my 4-1 series prediction is going to be really tough uh, for the Grizzlies at this point. And, uh, That's why I'm not somber is because I still think they can win the series. Okay. I, said they, I said that they can win the series. I put no games on it. Yeah. Uh, I never thought five was realistic. But I just <laughs> – uh, I, I, I still think they have a chance. But, but I have to, clean, have to clean things up because they're going to have to be – special in order to win the game yeah and we'll talk about all those things yep. and brevin's going to cheer us up and, and tell us yes. how it's going to happen and how the grizzlies are going to win this series uh, because i know a lot of people immediately after a game like that a game one i was i, I was told you the other night i was i was felt that way watching the kings i felt for those people like in the third quarter thinking boy what a special night and it's it's just gonna lose and it's so depressing because we've been there before we've been through those moments and and they're hard. These game one losses at home just feel so hard because now you got to battle back the whole time. And it's got me so down, Brevin, that driving through the neighborhood, you know how I was waving to all the people walking their dogs last week when I came over? Oh. I saw them all out there walking their dogs again today. Beautiful day. Uh, and all the people are out. And they're so they're so cheerful and happy. Gave them all the finger. <laughs> Well, I just want y'all to know, there's no way, shape, or form has it gotten to hey, that point. Hey, uh, Brevin Knight's got a guest who keeps flipping people off. You will, uh, you will be off the list soon. Anyway, uh, this is the show, Night Court. You can uh, follow it on Twitter at Night Court 22. Uh, I'm at the Fish Nation. Brevin's at Brevin Knight 22. You can follow us on Twitter. And uh, just another reminder: we'll be here after every game uh, throughout this series, and uh, we'll be with you throughout the playoffs uh, as well. Uh, the NBA playoffs. We'll talk a little bit about the other series coming up uh, after we break down Game One between the Grizzlies and the Lakers. A game the Lakers win 128-112, scoring the final 15 points of the game to win it by 16. Uh, ja Morant's hurt. Oh God, here I go again. I'm about to start slowing down how I talk. And Jaws hurt. No Steven Adams. No we don't, Brandon. We Clark. don't get any calls. <laughs> All right, so let's let's talk about the game. What right. what disappointed you about the game? Uh, I think the biggest thing was our transition defense. Uh, th there were a lot of other areas that where they they could have been better. Their pick and roll defense is going to be better. That's something that has been a recurring theme though the entire season of trying to figure out what works best. Uh, to slow down the opponent in pick and roll situations, but transition defense has to be better because that that is a direct uh, reflection of fast break points and easy scoring opportunities, whether they be layups or rhythm threes. And I thought the Lakers did a, a fantastic job of even on makes and misses of outletting the ball. Something that we kept talking about sitting there. They would outlet the ball sometimes beyond half court, uh, taking the ball out of bounds or right to the half court yeah. line. And a, a lot of that is going to be that there are cross matches that are on the floor. And the Grizzlies are going to have to be able to just run back with the guy that's guarding you until they can get it right again. You can't worry about trying to run back to your guy, and you can't worry, you cannot have negative steps. 
And what that means is when a shot goes up, I'm not really offensive rebounding enough, but I'm not getting back. And so now I'm in no man's land. No man's land is not good with this Lakers team because they may not dribble the ball up the floor really fast, but they advance the ball up the floor really quickly. And so if the Grizzlies can do a better job in that and it forced them to play a little bit more half-court offense, then that gives them at least a better chance of slowing down rhythm basketball for the Lakers. While you – everything you were just talking <coughs> about, if you didn't mention the word Lakers in that, it would sound like that's what the Grizzlies want to yes. do. It sounds like the Grizzlies because that's the Grizzlies what they use. That's what they do. Not when I gonna say used to and act like one game has changed what who what they've been all season. But that's what the Grizzlies do. On makes or misses, they are going no matter what. And that's what the Lakers. And I think it really caught the Grizzlies uh, on their heels and took it shocked them with how fast the Lakers got down the floor and scored early in the game. And because of that, the vibe of the building was not a normal playoff atmosphere. And you credit the Lakers with that because they didn't. People were excited coming in. It was sunny outside. Plaza was jumping. They were excited. They're excited about the game. Here we go again. It's, it's, we're going about to see the, the best of the Grizzlies now. And the Lakers came out and said, no, you're not. And I think it's, it not only stunned the team, but it stunned the crowd. Yeah. Because we didn't really feel the crowd until later in the basketball game. And so hopefully transition, but with a better start to the game, that allows people to be involved so that they give them the boost for the entirety of the game. Uh, the fast break points for the Lakers were 26. Uh, to me, the more striking number even is you only had 12 turnovers, and really four of them came in the last 30 seconds, yeah. it felt like. Uh, and they scored 22 points off those turnovers. So even if you take four of them out and even scores on all of those, that's just too many conversions on your turnovers. And a lot of that's probably in transition as well, uh, uh, the, the way ma- they were turning it over. The way that the, the majority, I would say, were definitely in that way. And, and so it, this is it, it's almost – this team has been through what playoff basketball is like, but they've never played against LeBron James in this fashion, in a playoff series, in that type team. And then after that – I mean, part of it is, and, and I say LeBron James, you say was numbers run. It's not that. It's just how he makes sure that everyone is ready to play because he's been up this mountain so many times. So it's good to have someone that can, again, reinforce how to play because you get two guys that have out-of-this-world games in terms of Hachimura with how he shot the three, uh, only missing one three the entire game. And then it's Austin Reeves, it was the timeliness of his baskets. And, and so – uh, the, the air at which he at, at which he carries himself, uh, and, and so it was a little bit of me was I was upset, but I also was smiling like, oh, this is, this is we got a little we we didn't know if there would be edge in this series, mm-hmm. like who would be who could create some edge? you're not gonna get edge from LeBron he's been around too long you know Anthony Davis not gonna give you edge like who's on who on the Lakers does that well we found someone who does it and, and not only did he have edge. But he backed it up with numbers, and he backed it up with big baskets and a phenomenal back behind the back pass. Just the dagger us. That was. It's a, and then the dagger was it was his behind the back to Hachimura to make knock down another one. My wife was at the game, texted me and said, "Who the hell? It's twenty eight. <laughs> <laughs> she said we need to knock him out. Like, yeah, so 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 nice. the, the thing is, you give them credit. The other thing you give credit to is we all thought this would maybe working the Grizzlies' favor, is Jared Vanderbilt was a problem defensively. Yeah. He was a problem. And the problem was he was able to do it 94 feet. See, a lot of times when people pick up that far, 
you eventually are able to speed dribble by them, and then they're behind. Didn't have that happen in the basketball game. And so that also worked uh, in the Lakers' favor, favor very much to slow down the Grizzlies. And then conversely is when they brought Schroeder in, he did the same thing to Tyus Jones. And so uh, the, the Lakers' aggressiveness, more than anything, I think, won the basketball game. I, um, th- I've been on this for three weeks now. My, my concern going into the game, and I felt like it after the game, was one team busted their ass to play their best at the end of the season. The other team didn't. And, and, and I know you have, for the Grizzlies, you had a week off before you played again. Six days off before, no, full week before you full played week. again. Uh, Lakers did have to play the play-in, but it was on Tuesday, so they had four days. So it's not like they were turning around the next two days and playing. And So I, I don't look at it as a momentum thing, but I look at it as a thing of the Lakers go into the game with a lot of confidence and a lot of comfortability of how things are working, how things are running, how our plays are working, how, you know, who's where, what. Uh, they feel like they, they're, they got it right now. Grizzlies came in with, all right, well, what lineup are you going to use? Um, you know, we've been checking different lineups. We, we've had games where they, they came in more like it, it didn't matter if we finished second or third. We just want to be healthy, which, okay, I, a lot of teams. We saw a lot of teams do it that way. But that scares me because I've always believed it. You want to be playing your best heading into the postseason, and the Lakers are. Look at the NFL. I mean, you're Giants. Yeah. The two Super Bowls that they won they because hot. of that. Yes. They were playing their best at the right time of the season, which is and, the end. And they had to keep playing because they were wild cards. Yeah, right. So, I, I mean, that's why I look at it and I think, and I'm not saying it's going to dictate the whole series. Because, frankly, I don't think the Grizzlies played poorly yesterday. But the Lakers are just sharper. And, and, and they were sharper yesterday. And it goes back, and it just kept sticking in my mind if that's why. I think that that has something to do with it. Also, the, the level of health that the Lakers have with their team. And that's there, that's there, huge for there playoffs. Was, yeah, I mean, there was, there was no question for them on who was playing and what the rotation could look like. Right, yep. Whereas for the Grizzlies, because of the injuries, they've had to flip-flop the entire year. And then Ja, what happens with him with his hand during the basketball game, now that puts you back in another position of being down. And so I think the, it, it, the playing until the end because they had to is one thing. The health factor was always going to be, even if Ja didn't hurt his hand yesterday, the health situation was always going to be a positive for the Lakers. And even with that, I'm a, I say that as a factor, even with that, I still feel like the Grizzlies will win the series because of their team being together for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. There comes a point where you just can't overcome injuries. Sure. That that happens at, at some point also. I'm not saying that the Grizzlies are there, but they were already on the breaking point. Yeah. It was like you couldn't sustain another injury and think that of a of a major a major contributor and now talking about your your best player. Now, not not being able to be himself. Even if he plays, we know he's not going to be himself, and it's on his right hand. 
So you know, you you take that. So it's just it is a bigger hurdle, but there are still things within the game of basketball that will give them a chance that they did not do in the first game. The one thing that I, it, what's amazing about what what you just said is that the potential that John Morant wouldn't play in the next game, for how much you're saying, you know, you you have that one injury that could put you over the breaking point. I don't think that's it. Only Which is weird because, because ties. Because you have ties, right? You have you you you're the the guy who still plays a position like right. a starter. You lose Desmond dead. Bain, you're like so. We have uh, you lose Jaron Jackson Jr. You're like um, that would put you <laughs> over the top. And it's crazy not to say that about Ja, but that's how good Tyus is. That, that and, you and, put a you put a starting guard back into your lineup. And it, and so that's that that's been that's been their luxury all year is that right you always had the security blanket of Tyus and, and but the the hurt factor is now you have to go deeper into the bench <laughs> then who carries the ball now not even, and with the dead. pressure the the way that the Lakers are pressured it almost becomes you have to allow one of your bigger play guys that are being defended by bigger guys that are non defenders to maybe get the ball up. Because if Tyus is having to play 40-plus minutes, if Ja doesn't play, then you can't – you don't want to tire him out every time with bringing the ball. So, I mean, there's another level. And I think the other thing for, for Taylor Jenkins and their staff is you can start the game with one mindset of mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do. But throughout the game, they're going to be – because the lineups have to mix, mix and match and manage, there's going to be a lot of coaching adjustment that has to go on during the for the rest of this series, however long Ja is not himself or and slash and or not playing, uh, they're they're gonna have they they are going to be pushed to the limit as much as the players will be pushed mm-hmm. to the limit. Um, we talked about it three days ago. <laughs> Anthony Davis is a load. He's a problem. Yes, uh, he really controlled that game. He was really good. I. I Except for just unfortunately missing a couple of bunnies, uh, which was unfortunate. Xavier Tillman, I thought, did a decent job on it. Davis hit some shots, multiple shots, that you thought good defense, better offense. Remember when we had our talk, I said the one thing you can't do with Anthony Davis is what? You can't let him dominate three categories. And what Remember I said? Yeah. You, you, you got to keep him to be a two-category star. Yeah. He was a three-category star again. Yeah. Because he had to still had he was able to go out and still give them the 22 points, and he did it at 10 of 17, and it wasn't a lot of free throws. He only shot two free throws. Yeah. So he defended them well. You you had to be happy. He had the double double with the 12 rebounds. Four of them was on the were on the offensive end. And I think he put back every one of them. <clears throat> so now four of his 10 makes were layups or dunks off of offensive rebounds. The other ones were probably that also. So again, you defended him well, but he had the seven blocks. Seven blocks. And so whenever, when you can get a a star player of his category can dominate three categories, you put yourself in jeopardy of losing. And so whatever those three major blocks for him, the, the categories are blocks, points, rebounds, assists. The Grizzlies can just keep him the two of the four. Then I think it puts him in it puts him in a great position to win games. He gets the three of the four. Now you're in trouble. And I'll even I'll even be generous and uh, and use the new term stocks because he had three steals too. So you you have the steals and blocks, ten of them. Yeah, I mean that's 
you know, if you count stocks as just one, there, there's a triple double that he dominated in all three categories. Hey, so you 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 give him you give him credit. I yeah. mean, he had the stinger, came back out in the second half, and continued to play. And so, uh, listen, the Lakers did. I think they they wanted to set a tone. They wanted to send a message, uh, and they did that. And, and you give them credit because they earned it mm-hmm. uh, and deserved it. Yeah. Now on the Grizzly side, um, John Morant. Um, first off, he comes out in the game. Every, Taylor Jenkins says everything's fine and there's no problem, nothing, nothing hampering his hand at all. And he comes out and it's taped. Now, I, I didn't really think I noticed anything that ooh, it looks like it's bothering him. It didn't seem like it was bothering him at all. I think the the, the bother was Jared Vanderbilt. Yes. Um, and and the thing was, it wasn't as if again he wasn't he was efficient himself in terms of. The shots and what you make the problem is the six turnovers, mm, yeah. and a lot of that was created is just the length that their defense plays with. And I, and I, we talk about it during the year a lot. I think it will help when he's playing if they continue with the same type motion offense as when he's not playing, mm-hmm. and maybe not to the same extent of a rat race moving, moving like, but in some way where it gets him to get the ball in another area of the floor. If he just stays at the top the entire time, they know where he is and they can now sit on him. And when you got long people, we say they may not have a lot of bigs, but they don't have a lot of smalls. Right. The smallest person we see on their team is Dennis Schroeder, 6'2", with long arms. Yeah. He's the shortest person that plays on their team. After that, it goes to 6'6", six, six and above. And so when he's just in the middle of the floor for the entire time, it's hard to in the playoffs to just beat that every time. So... The same motion stuff, sometimes run down through the middle, get the ball on the wing. Or while you're running through going there and they're worrying about you, the Grizzlies can run something the other way. I, I think it's it is the if they can do more motion with him on the floor, I think it only makes it only helps the team, but it also will help him be able to get some easier shot opportunities. Yeah. I think you can go uh, I wanna go down the list of uh, <coughs> what we what we want to see different from game one. Dylan Brooks, keep driving to the basket. He came out, <coughs> he drove to the basket, and he and he scored. Uh, and, and then he got kind of uh, just happy with I, the I said shots. all year, always, always go to the basket because he has the way that he shoots the little fadeaway when he gets there. He has a knack for finishing shots that you think, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Like, what was that move? Somehow he goes in with the right and left hand. And so, yeah, just don't, don't settle at all on, on that side. Uh, Jaron, give me the same, right? Be Jaron. Continue throwing the ball, too. Everything was good. The field goal attempts were at 21. Um, He made 13, I think. Made 13. Made a couple of threes. Uh, I loved every – What I didn't like was the third quarter. Didn't use them. Every quarter he that he should be a part like this should should never be – He didn't score in the third quarter. He had 31. 31. He didn't score for a quarter. Yeah. I, th- I think he. Is, he may have had two. I don't know. I, I didn't pay attention. Should. I was there, hammered. No, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> Please don't say that. <laughs> that's but, not true. No, but it would. It would be. It would. It would be nice for him uh, to just to continue to continue to continue to be aggressive. X uh, boy, you like to have back those couple bunnies that he had, and um, what what more rebounds? I mean, just a, li- a little bit more. I mean, even if he hits those bunnies, he's got six and three. No, more, more rebound. Yeah, that and a lot for him is uh, getting back to the rebound area sometimes, and because 
your focus a lot is to put the body on Anthony Davis. So as long as someone else is cleaning it up and Anthony Davis is not getting the offensive rebounds, then that's that's almost the equivalent of him getting a defensive rebound. Yeah. So one or the other, either you got to keep AD off, let someone else get it, or you got to compete to make sure that you get those rebounds. And like you said, those rolls to the basket, same way you get them at that little area, same confidence shot. And I think that the, if they can do it early in the game, that's what works best for all of all of the of us role players. Mm-hmm. What works best is if we can find a early rhythm to the game. You don't want to have to not have a rhythm at all. And then late in the game, it's like here he rolls to the back his basket. Now he's open. It's like oh shit, I gotta shoot it. So it's early rhythm will be great. Uh, Des more earlier. Yeah, more and, early. And foul trouble was the thing for him yesterday. Too much. To, he, he was physical in the wrong way. Like, you, you can't be physical once people go into the shot. The physical aspect has to happen before they get it. Now when they go into the shot, you just got to put your hand up. Contest, just highly contested mm-hmm. shots. Uh, and you, nobody, you got to, in the playoffs, and when you're down bodies, you can't, you got to do the best to not commit any of the silly fouls. Right. No, like for Dylan Brooks, no fouling somebody other than LeBron or who you're defending. If you ain't defending that guy, don't foul. Yeah. And, and and so that that is that just goes again to because every possession in the playoffs counts and they're gonna need to be able to play guys extended minutes in order to win. That was another perfect part of Jaron's game yesterday. No, and, and I thought he did a great and I thought he did a good job of playing it the right way. I can block some, I can't block it. When I do contest, okay, I contest. This one I'm going to block. He had a couple early that he tried to block that you thought, dude, what are you doing, man? You're like, why do you keep jumping? They're already dunking the ball. Like, the dunk is already done. But you, you put yourself on that. I mean, he had a couple this year like that, so. Um, ja, I hope he plays. And uh, we talked about him a little bit. Cut down on the turnovers, for sure. And as you said, the, make the offense move the yeah, same. That's all. And, this is, and, be, and just be Ja. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I, I hate that we've gotten to this. That we've gotten to this point of everything for him becomes scrutinized. It's like, man, the the kid he made he made a mistake, man. Like at the end, he made a mistake. Like that, like and and now let's let's and now it's just all right. Look, I need to be. I just got to do better. I got to be better. And now we move we move on. But it's just every single thing for us. So much. I mean, there's definitely so much on him from off the court. The injuries. It's, it's been a lot, but. I just want to just, just when you go on that floor, man, freeze. Hopefully he could, when he is able to play, he could just freeze mind because that's the one sanctuary that we have. Mm-hmm. When, when, you are, when you are a professional athlete, and I'm just going to talk about NBA. I don't know the other guys. When you're an NBA player, the only place where you can kind of silence it is when you go on the floor because it's the one thing. It's your gift. It's my gift. And so hopefully he can just get to that point where he's on the floor, his mind is free and just so he's able so we're able just to enjoy his gifts again. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be back uh don't know uh, yet. Uh all right, to the bench. Um Santi he was okay. I mean 8 and 6, not, but he didn't stand out. I think it's that we from those guys we just need impact. It doesn't yeah. have to be I'm not saying Winning like plays. Not, yeah, not the rule. It doesn't have to be you gotta make six threes or you gotta score right. twenty or you got for for us and, and for the Grizzlies, it just has to be impact plays. Like you made a big rebound, you gotta go steal. You made a timely shot. Like those they're they're gonna need that 
they're going to need more of it. I, I tell you this much: who I, who I, who I think we're going to see more of. I think we're going to see Roddy more. Mm. Uh, because I think when they, it, it wasn't that bad of a job when we went to our bench, uh, and there and and they only had one of their stars on the floor. Mm-hmm. I, we we played. We we kept getting ourselves back into the game. Mm-hmm. We got into the trouble when those both stars were on the floor. The other guys, we were, we were, I think we were so attentive to them that we allowed the other guys too much freedom. Yeah. Um, and so, see, we get better at that. Yeah. Um, Luke, he, he was a plus 11, so uh, we led the team in that area, if you believe in that stat. Um, I, I'll just say what I always say about Luke. You got, and I said this going into the playoffs as well. You got to find a way to get shots off. As many, I mean, I'm talking eight to ten, not four. And, and as I've said from the moment they signed him, I want him to give me at least two, just two, at least two threes a game. He had one, but he's got to be, he's got to be. I, I know him on the floor is a threat. He's got to be more than just a threat. He's got to be the guy who scores. A threat don't win no damn games. I mean, I, right. just, want, I just want you to tell you that right now. So and if he's out there with so the bench, who's he a threat for? Santi to knock down threes? Come every on, time Luke, I, you're the best three-point shooter in the league, Every man. time I'll be sitting there and I hear people, they be like, oh, but see, he's, worth it. he's a threat on the floor. Man, what the hell does that mean? I mean, we, we all threat in some way of what you do. I mean, it, sure. okay, he can make, he's supposed to be able to make this. Yeah, but like you said, you, you need the shots to be made at this point. And I, I would go further and say, you say two. Because of, again, where this team is with what the guys that are available to play, it might have to be three. Yeah. Or in some way, can you get to 10 points? Because outside of well, himself, see, outside of himself and Tyus Jones, who else off of the bench would you, would you say, like, I, I, think we, I think I can expect at least 10 points from you every night. I don't want to put that on Santiago Dom to say you're going to get I don't want to put that on David Roddy to yeah. say that you can go out and do that. You, you see what I'm saying? So yeah, he's yeah. going in some way, I don't, threes, layups, however it be, you, we got to figure out a way to, like, can in some way get 10 points that, that have really impacted the game in some way. Well, and as I've kind of changed it now over the last couple of weeks now, because what we've seen he can do, I, I, I want, and it goes right with what you're saying, give me eight attempts. Right. You give me eight attempts, I'm pretty confident he's going to hit at least three. Exactly. Might be four or five or six. But if he takes eight attempts, he's going to give me at minimum three. Yes. And that's a, that's not a good shooting night for him. So then, I mean, you're right at your ten points. Yeah. There, I, I and, just, that, and that's huge. You just, you just we're going he to had need, seven, but right. You, you're going. We're going to need. You're going to need guys from the bench to be able to. Can, they got to contribute some points. Yes, yeah. hustle plays and do, when they're in the game with the starters. Like if it's a starter late in uh, lineup. And you got two bench guys, okay, then okay, you do your thing. But if it's four bench guys on the floor and you just got the one starter, which we may get to some, at some points, well then, or three bench guys and two, well, you, you need those guys. You're going to need them to be productive. Um, Tyus, if he moves into the starting role, what do you want to see more of from Tyus? I want to see starting Tyus that we saw this year. I think starting Tyus that we saw this year was up around 18, 19 points a mm-hmm. game. Uh, probably somewhere in that seven, eight assist range. Yep. You know it's going to be low turnovers, uh, but it's also he's also going to have to have uh, a late game hat on, also, mm. which is in late games 
he's going to have to be willing and able. He's always able to make a big shot. Like, that's what – if Ja's not able to go, that's what you miss with him. Whereas you just feel like he's going to make a shot yeah. somehow, some way. And so Tyus, he'll have to be big in that category. Uh, Roddy, you said maybe I, more. I think Yeah, just a little bit more. I, 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 I would like to see – and I almost wanted to see it more in game one to get him used to it early, like just so that you can maybe play him more in game two. Just – I mean, just play just a little bit just so we can see if if you got a size down, mm-hmm. is this something that we can go to? Can you guard LeBron if we need you to guard LeBron? And I and so uh, uh, I, I I just think I, and on the offense he he runs well, um, he brings a level of physicality, and they're they're going to be we're going to be got to be a little bit more physical. They're going to have to rebound better. He's going to have to help in that area. So I I just we'll 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 see how much. I just think the size. The size is, is is one in which the Grizzlies will have to come back. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you know, obviously, when you go through a series, uh, it's all about adjustments, yep. and it's always the losing team in Game One that's the team that really has to make the most adjustments. What are the adjustments the Grizzlies, Grizzlies make? Like I said, defensive transition mm-hmm. on that side is one. Uh, rebound the ball better on the offensive end. Better motion mm-hmm. on the offensive end. When they did do that, they they it looked good. They got shots. Like it can so continue with that on that end and bring a better fight spirit right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't see the underdog in that game. Yeah, I saw the team that won thirty five or thirty six. How many home games we won this year? Thirty five or thirty six home games, and was like, okay, well, well, it'll it's gonna happen because we win at home. Yeah, I think I saw more of that team than I saw that desperate, hungry team. And I think if you see that then we'll see a desperate, hungry fan base because I also didn't see that in game one. I didn't see the Sacramento Kings fan base that we that we are accustomed to in games. And I understand that this was their first one in 20 years, however many years since they've been to the playoffs. So it's a different vibe and feeling, <clears throat> excuse me, for them. But there is also, when I go into that building in the playoffs, there's a, there is a, a tingle that I get in my spine when I'm there. It is a different vibe. I didn't get that enough. And so I think it's a combination of the two. The players got to come out, and that's how they got to be. They got to be that hungry, blue-collar, don't believe in us, that got grimy team that has gotten to this point. And then the fans, same way. That's Memphis. That's how, that's how, we, that's how we have been successful from grit and grind, how they play, to this new era of Grizzlies basketball. We've been one way, and it's, been, it's worked, and we've been successful. I expect to see it in game two. Yes! I am fired up now! <laughs> hey, golfers! Yeah! <laughs> there are people right there, actually. That's all right. <laughs> well said. I, I agree with you. It, it And... Yeah, it, it didn't feel that way. And I hate that. I hate that because the experience that the Grizzlies have, you would have expected that a, a little bit more. But, you know, sometimes it takes a game. It takes a game. To, it, like you said, you got other things in your head like, hey, we dominate here. You know, so it's human nature. And But, hey, if there's anything like a wake-up call, it's losing. Well, let me tell you this much. What I do know is just last year this Memphis Grizzlies team went out in game one against the Minnesota Timberwolves, and they didn't win. Yeah, that's right. And and it 
flicked the switch and flipped the switch in them and went on to do what they did and win the series. Now, granted, different opponent, but different opponent that poses the same problem that the Timberwolves did, which is length, size, and athleticism. Yeah. They were able to overcome that series. Hopefully, hopefully, John Moran is able to play and, and at least be to a point where he can feel somewhat like himself that he can help the team win and not feel like I'm just out here as another body being on the floor. And then we, we then you take it. If not, then guess what? The chips have been down on this team many times before. Uh, and and, and I, I, I refuse to lose belief in them at this point. Is it going to be hard? It's going to be a very tough task. Uh, but it'll be nice. You get the one at home at least to feel good mm-hmm. about going to L.A. That at least you know what it takes. All right, so there's a big story in the NBA uh, that I want you to explain to our listeners, and uh, then I want your opinion on it. The The term that now is very popular is the take charge. Yes. The take charge. Now, the take charge took two of the game's biggest stars out of playoff games yesterday. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, left with a back contusion, and then Ja falling on his wrist as well. Many are saying the take charge needs to be eliminated from the game because it's not really defending. And all it does is has the opportunity to cause serious injuries. First of all, explain take charge and and then your thoughts. Well, I think the, the take charge is uh, when you are a second defender and you are a guy gets into his move and as he gets in his move you now you are the guy that takes the charge you slide you slide you slide into position as they're making their move and whereas just taking the charge of if if you're just the on-ball defender we're already engaged and there's a one-to-one but when i start my move now i'm i am as an offensive player you're at risk because you really can't change your trajectory of what you're doing and so uh, two sides to it. <clears throat> the one side, me as a player, I didn't take charges. I, I was, uh, I, I, I didn't, I wouldn't want nobody running into me. I swipe at the basketball and keep moving. And so it was never a an issue with me or in terms of was I going to take a charge and put somebody in that position or not. Uh, the other, the, the other side is I don't know how you're going to legislate it unless you're going to say that <clears throat> they're just a, you are there are no more charges in the game at all because there is just there's a time where people are going to continue to have help defense at the basket unless you just start saying the only way you can help defend at the rim is you jump and now you can jump but you can't stay stationary because the reason why we're having the issue is I'm stationary you have jumped I am changing your body plane when you're in the air because your legs hit me so now you're going more face forward. Your feet can't come underneath you. Right. At least if the other guy's in a position where he jumps, now there's more body to body. Who's it put in jeopardy? The defender, because now you're jumping and the momentum is coming into you and falling down. And so maybe you think about if you're going to take it. But in order and trying to legislate, I, I hate that the injuries happen. Um, I, I, I would love to see people not take charges in that fashion. But it's, it's, I mean, it, how do you, in the speed of a game, I see a guy going to the basket, and I'm a charge. And I can to, get to a spot. And I can beat him to that spot. I'm going to beat him to the spot, and I'm going to take, if I'm a charge person. You're right, right. Me, I'm not. You're right. I'm gonna swipe if I miss it, okay. I'm not in no poster. 
or I got a great steal and we going the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it's, I mean, I understand people's sentiments and feelings on it, but it's going to be very hard to take out of the game unless you just say you can't, you can't take charges in this area of the floor. Or you say like, well, if you are at the defense, if you are at the dotted line area to the basket, there's no more stationary charges as a second defender. Mark Cuban, uh, I thought he had a brilliant idea. Just ex- extend the, the circle under the basket. That, well, that's Make what I'm saying. Make the circle under right. the basket bigger. That, I mean, I'm trying to think of, okay, well, what's the negative of that? I mean, what, what does it eliminate other than maybe that? That's what I was saying. That would be the only, I mean, however, like I was just saying, before you, I didn't even know Mark Cuban yeah. said that. The only thing I was saying was you can only not, extend. you can only extend higher up the, to where the points where you can take as a second defender charges. Yeah. You can't take a charge as a second defender when they get below this line. Yeah. No longer. That, I think that's the only it's the only uh, solution to the problem. Interesting. Um, all right, the other playoffs. Uh, boy, the East games sucked. Uh, big win for the Knicks as the Knicks get the win over Cleveland. Um, Milwaukee loses. They'll be okay. Um, as yeah. long as Giannis comes back, they'll be fine. Um, but the Knicks win. That was, a, that was a good game. And then the Sacramento-Golden State game was awesome. Awesome. A cool atmosphere, really cool deal. And uh, so happy the Kings got that win because it felt depressing for a while for those Kings fans because it was just like, oh, man. How good. <laughs> and, and, and how, it's, it's like everybody's like, man, De'Aaron Fox, he's, he's kind of good. It's like kind of good. De'Aaron Fox been good. for the, He was really good when he came into the league in a different way than he's really good now. Mm-hmm. Came to the league, was just fast, got to the basket. It was like he was a blur. Was a blur. That's all we talked about. Like man, this is like one man fast break. It was like holy cow. To now, he is a complete basketball player. Yeah, he's really. And good. and that's why when people said Golden State would win, I'm like, I would love to see go. Like we said on our on on the earlier podcast, I would love to see the Grizzlies play against the Warriors. And so I think that would just be fun TV. Yeah. It would be great to watch. But the Warriors might not beat the Kings. Yeah. And even and when you asked me, I was like, I'll take the Kings. Yeah, no, I like the Kings, and I, uh, I think the Kings have to feel good because didn't get a good game from Sabonis. No, not at all. Horrible offensively. Uh, I mean, he still got his rebounds and his assists, Did but his playmaking. And, yeah, but which, he he didn't dominate in the three areas like when we're talking about you know with uh, and he's Anthony a, and Davis he's a major guy for them. But, but yeah, what huge. they did, but what what well, what they do off the bench? You had a major performer off the bench. Did you Malik ever, Monk. Malik Monk? You see what I'm saying? And then you had Trey Lyles. Same way the Grizzlies lost. The same way the Grizzlies lost to the Lakers. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? The star guy didn't go huge, except they had one star with with Sacramento go huge yeah. with Darren Fox. But then they had two guys come off the bench and go and go large. Like I'm not even asking for our guys to come off the bench and go, go twenty. Right. I'm saying we give us ten to fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Ten to fifteen, and then let the star because it's gonna be it's gonna be heavy starters. But again, that's that's what that's what it took for them to be able to win in, their, in the way that they won. I uh, I want Phoenix to lose because you know putting the two putting Durant yeah. on that team I'm just like oh okay screw you uh, so I hope they lose and I thought it, but I can't believe I say this go Clippers <laughs> first time I've ever said that in my life um, but the watching that but game, that was kind of fun and man I just think of you every time I watch the Clippers and it was Gordon last yeah, night I just hitting you. the big shot I mean it's somebody <laughs> they got somebody 
Norman Powell was good. Norman Powell was really good. Yeah, absolutely. Kawhi is going to do what Kawhi does. Yeah. But then, but then I say the other ace for them is freaking Teron Lue. Mm-hmm. Like he does not get enough credit. And I'm not saying coach of the year. No, listen, that coach of the year stuff is is however y'all wanted to be because because what I found out this year with nobody talking about Taylor Jenkins and what the Grizzlies have done that this is you guys got whatever mind whatever thoughts y'all start mm-hmm. the year with is how you gonna go throughout the year if those people if this person does this then those people are going to be in the talk. Forget what someone else does. So that's a side. But Teron Lu is excellent at what? In-game basketball. Why? Because he was a point guard. Mm-hmm. It's, what, it's what we do. The entire time while you're playing, you got to adjust to what's happening on the fly. He adjusts. He'll use whatever lineups work, conventional, unconventional. Why are you playing this guy all of a sudden? He ain't play. Now, it was it, – it's – I love. I, I, I'm like you. You don't want to root it's like because it's still the Clippers, but for, <laughs> but, but for him, I, I root for him because he's a contemporary number one. We've had played against each other, and he's really really good at it. Yeah. And he's not one of those guys. He's not a rah rah guy. He's not like look at what I'm doing. Look look look. He just let we just win these games. I'm going. I'm going on good. He's a Missouri guy. Yeah yeah. How about that? No, he wasn't. Ty Lue? What is he? Didn't go to, not to the school. I think that's where he's from. Oh, is he from? Where did he go to school? I, th- I thought he went to UCLA. Am I wrong? No. He didn't go to UCLA? No. Ty Lu. Both of us, neither one of us. Yeah, so we're looking this up. <laughs> Grizzlies and Lakers Wednesday night. Josh Shue comes out Wednesday, too. Get out of here. Yeah, which I'm very excited about. I'll yeah, probably buy him Wednesday. Yeah, he went. He went to Nebraska. He went to Nebraska. <laughs> right, and I, I knew that. I knew that he had. The, I knew he had the Midwest. Mexican, I knew Midwest ties. I, I know he was, he was born in Mexico because he had the family deaths that he was, wasn't able to attend because of the coach with the Clippers. The team wasn't right, and he missed multiple family deaths uh, back in Mexico. Um, so, that I, but I want to see where he grew up. No, he's a, he grew up in Missouri. Get out! Graduated from this Ra- Ra- Raytown Senior High School in Missouri. I know what I'm talking I'm about. Right. Man. <laughs> That's just Bravin being Bravin. Oh, I'm clapping. That guy thinks I'm clapping for his shot that he just did. Yeah, good job, man. It was a trash shot. Too. Was it? No. It was. No, that's bad. Not, look at that. Not, not. Hey, Pete Pranica, you would be so proud of me. Yeah, he would. Research, be. Pete Pranica. Yeah, look at that's that. That's for you. Yeah, and but had to look it up to make no, sure. No, 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 no. Had to just, I had to confirm. I said it before. I said he's a Missouri kid. You like, you like. I said no. Didn't go to the university, but grew up in Missouri. See, I like to, I like to just guess and then move on, and try to sell it. No, I sold well, it. No, he went to UCLA. <laughs> Hell, I knew that was. And then right. move on. Um, all right, so that's all the that's all the stuff. Uh, that's uh, those are the games. That's the action. That's what's happening. Uh, Grizzlies and uh, Lakers game two Wednesday night, six thirty. Note the early start time, six thirty. Is when that game gets underway. Oh, okay. Six, yeah, so grabbing <laughs> early starts Wednesday, six thirty. I would have showed up, y'all, at five thirty. Talk about all right, ready? Do the keys. What time's the show? Uh, so uh, the show Grizzlies Live will come your way uh, at <laughs> six o'clock, and uh, yeah, and uh, and then we're gonna have post game show as well, and then we go to Los Angeles where we steal a game, and everything's good, and it's two two, uh, and then we come back uh, for game five, and it's gonna be rocking at FedEx Forum. That's the plan. Um, All right, so 
as we are going to do, we'll be with you after every game during this playoff series. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you tune in to our next episode. Uh, go Grizz. Uh, for BK, I'm Fish. Thanks for listening to Night Court. Peace.